the setup, the digital setup, oh. cameras, sound setup. Oh, the um, so when we did the spicy nut challenge yeah. thing at High Taste, um, coming in and, and and just doing that off my phone, I was looking for all like looking for a way to broadcast across multiple accounts yeah and all the software that popped up it was like obs is your thing obs is your thing yeah. and I, I didn't like understand it until i started having to use obs yeah so i think that would be like interface yeah because yeah because I, I i i wasn't very happy with the video just because we didn't re- we were just literally shooting from the hip you know yeah and then so yeah yeah, yeah you know i've been looking at software and whatnot that's why i got the uh I have a, a DJI action. So Is I can, that like the little one? Yeah, so I can like take I can take better videos, mm-hmm. better sound, and record it, and then be able to edit it and whatnot. So I have a bunch of like footage, but I just I don't know the video editing thing, and I have mm-hmm. an old MacBook. <laughs> it doesn't want to load. Uh huh. So now I gotta like so I, I bought a Surface Pro. I should be getting in a couple of days. Nice. And then I want to get that. And then build one of those, and then be able to do that, and then do videos and stuff. You know, not necessarily like podcasts or. You know, I don't know. I'm not sure what I want to do with it yet, but we have a spare room, so I'm thinking about maybe, turning into like a content room of sorts, so we can do, you know, just different different things, food, you know, makeup, whatever, you know. So I think that's a. I said, I think it's brilliant. I think it goes back to. Like I said the the original idea on that business like I, I. Media is the intersection for everything, right? It can be food, it can be makeup, it can be games and whatever. And if we have to pause this whole podcast for you to take a phone call, you just let me know. I didn't know we were live. Were we recording? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> you gotta tell me that. Uh, no, no, that's the trick to this, man. The uh, the trick to these is to not tell people when we are starting the show. Uh, episode 17 of WTF Carbondale podcast, uh, the podcast where we talk to interesting people about their interesting lives, and we tie it all back together to this little old place we call home, Carbondale, Illinois. Uh, and as I surprise a very good friend of mine, William Lowe. A- am I supposed to look there or no, look, no, at look at you? Okay, you cool. look at me. <laughs> Thanks for thanks for setting me up. Properly. Hey man, but but that, but that organic flow into these conversations is really like what makes them work out. And then like I said that nice little intro section, boom, and then you're back into the conversation. Uh, and we'll tie into uh, you know our, our businesses and all the media projects and whatever else later. But um, you know, I really try and start this stuff off with how you got to Carbondale, and I love your coming to Carbondale story because you still think you're a New Yorker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, I, I still, I, I still, I still consider myself, you know, from a, a city boy at heart, you know. Right. Uh, uh, actually, it was funny. I, I was at Caribbean Hut a couple weeks ago, and this lady was like, You're William, right? I'm like, Yeah. And then so she introduced me her, to her friend who was visiting from New York. <laughs> so my question, of course, every time is, What part? <laughs> so, so he he lived in uh, Massapequa, Long Island, where uh-huh. I spent a lot of time at because my mom's my mom and dad's friend owned a restaurant out there. Uh-huh. So he lived out there. I'm like, dude, I've been out there. Like, I've I've spent a lot of time out there. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, he I think he lived outside of like Flushing, where I was born at. So he knew like we we a very short 15 minute conversation. Of us just like, oh, yeah, I remember this place. Oh, I know that place. How's that place doing? So it's very, it very cool. But, yes, I, 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 
I will hail to the day I die, <laughs> being from New York. <laughs> <laughs> so you were so you Jeff was born in Taiwan. in Taiwan. Yeah, you were born here in New York. <laughs> where I'm from. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, what? Um, I mean, what was? Yeah, we we've talked plenty about the the ancillaries around mom and dad coming to America, but uh, I mean, just in terms of you know, for the for the greater story, what brought mom and dad to America? Uh, I mean, just a better opportunity. You know, Taiwan. You know, it's. There's a you know definitely a lower ceiling than than America and mom and dad were both uh, you know they were both tailors mm-hmm. so they were able to uh, a fi- a file for I think it's like a profession visa like a uh, you know just a visa you can get if you have like a job skill mm-hmm. and then uh, so dad immigrated over here and then I think shortly after you know I think dad started working in restaurants and whatnot doing dishwashing whatever job you can find. Mm-hmm. And then uh, shortly later, mom, you know, came over here. So um, to New York, yeah. And then that's where they started, you know, learning the ropes for restaurants and whatnot. And then uh, they brought Jeff over, I think, when he was like 14 or 15, I think. And then, uh, you know, and, you know, Flushing is it's a nice place, but mm-hmm. it's a little rough and tumble sometimes. So mom and dad wanted a better place to, uh, you know, raise us so we didn't come out as, you know, I don't know, gangsters, I guess. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what she thought we were going to grow up, you know, ra- ra- you know, being raised in Flushing. So so she, uh, my uncle owned several restaurants, you know, in Carbonara at that time. Mm-hmm. This is like early 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he owned like Yanjing by the post office, Kew Gardens and Heron, uh, Kahala Gardens in Murdale, and Kahala Fast Foods, what they own now mm-hmm. in, on the Strip. So I think we moved here. Uh, late 92 mm-hmm. I think and then dad bought the restaurant and then packed all packed us all of us in the U-Haul with our little Honda Accord you know towed behind you know drove from New York I think it was like a 18 hour drive or something to Southern Illinois and then you were here and then I'm here yeah <laughs> so Jeff so Jeff was like a teenager when he yeah. came over yeah I didn't even realize that yeah Ah. Yeah, he was like 14 or 15, I want to say. Yeah. Okay. So we went to, because I went to grade school, and he had just started maybe like freshman year of high school, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, in New York. So I remember like seeing him in the hallway and going, oh, it's my brother, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so how old were you when you guys moved out here? I thought you were like... Four or five when you guys came from New York. I and didn't pe- realize you People were. at the restaurant, I still get the, I remember you when you were a baby. And I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> you don't. Because I was nine. <laughs> uh, I have people like, oh, I know you. You were since you were in your mom's you know, womb. I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah, uh, we went here and I was nine. I think, yeah, about nine. Okay. So. Huh. Man, yeah, I guess. Every, yeah, there will be no confusion now as to what <laughs> <laughs> this is. I yeah, I was I was behind in my numbers uh, clearly. So no, that's where do your research, Mister? No, well, part part of these conversations is exploratory as well. Whether I've known somebody since I was what I would have been sixteen, you'd been eighteen. You're yeah, 15. you're you're a rambunctious sixteen year old. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, no, and it just, you know, it, it's, it's, it's in getting older and the story being as interwoven as it is, is pretty neat, man. Yeah. The amount of time that I spend working with Mike in a given month on stuff is just crazy to me, right? The fact that he married Tia. Yeah. And I just, you know, every everything revolves around Kahala. Yeah. Kahala oh, it's a small world. world. Like the other day, uh, I was on Facebook, and then the owner of uh, Athletes uh-huh. as a brand, I think I think she used to be Wheatley, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wheatley construction folks. So yeah. they, they used to be next door at the restaurant. And then, so I've interacted with them a few times on Facebook. And then, so she had posted a picture of, you know, of her and her husband. And I was like, wait a minute. I know her, you know? And I was like, oh, they used to be our neighbors. I was really embarrassed. I sent her a message like early in the morning. I was like, hey, I just want you to know that I feel like an idiot. <laughs> I didn't recognize who you were. Right. So, yeah, it's, a, it's, I mean, it's a small world, a small community. So, I'm getting smaller by the day thanks to the internet. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. And we, we we won't dwell too much on it because I told you this was going to be a, a podcast about you um, and not about uh, you know group activity that would take more input from both you and Keisha. Yeah, oh, uh, whatever though, you know, whatever you want to talk about, because you know, it, it, it is part of my life now. <laughs> it is. God, I mean, how many different things are you a part of because of that Facebook group? I mean, Collaborative Kitchen and all yeah. the other stuff. Like, so, what, what are you involved in? What has the group pulled you into? So I, I'm, I'm in the, uh, you know, I we've created Southern Illinois Eats, and then we have the Collaborative Kitchen, and I run a smaller group. It's just for restaurants to kind of network and help each other out. And that one guy to constantly post about his text messaging marketing platform. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so there's that, and then uh, uh, I've been approached by I think uh, like a realtor out of Marion. They want to do like a, a fundraiser for uh, pa- food pantries mm-hmm. uh, that hasn't really gone anywhere yet. But there's that, and then uh, you know I've I've kind of just talked with the guys with a small business incubator. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they were looking for some guest speakers, and I introduced them to Bruce Irving, and I was supposed to do a podcast with him here. I just got to schedule a time. Uh, there's that, and there's a lot, a lot of different things. I've made a lot of interesting connections with interesting people, you know, on through the page, you know, just people that I never thought I would know, you know, just ran, random people. So, yeah. which is which is good. So I love it. I love talking. <laughs> so to me, that that's I, I like it. I enjoy it. Small town famous now, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more more target for hate mail. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> We'll forego that topic for the time <laughs> being, maybe for the entire time being, hopefully for the entire time being. No, and then you've got, uh, you know, the the connection, uh, you know, interesting enough to me, and, and that I've seen prop up in a couple different or pop up in a couple different places is the relationship with Byron Fager and the Community Foundation now, yeah, and like all the different activities. I would, you know, and I would have never thought that again the closeness of everyone yeah. would just be uh, the there. collaborative kitchen is actually we are officially not for profit now. Cool, cool. Uh, the the guys at Cristados, they did all the heavy lifting. I'm I'm just a mouthpiece, but uh, yeah. So I think uh, they filed, and we, we are an official not for profit. I don't think we're tax exempt yet. So uh, and I think the Varzi is very active in helping to fundraise for us to try to at least. So yeah, and that's been kind of a struggle, trying to get everybody fed. So yeah, man. The um, it's just I mean, you gotta you gotta focus on. The important stuff first. We we took advantage of because uh, 
uh, Zach and Peyton being in Boys and Girls Club. I mean, we we ate Boys and Girls Club meals for two, three months yeah. before like I I got back into work and got other things going on. And it's like, yeah, have these meals. Like they mean a lot. Good. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm 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 glad it did. So. Um, you know, and I and that's just that's just one person. I mean, amplify that over thousands of people over the course of months at a time. Ah, this yeah. shit's wild, man. I I just wish we had you know more more money, so we can we kind of kind of expand what we're doing. You know, we do one one meal a week, and then to be you know we we we're kind of discussing if there's anything special we can do for Thanksgiving. So we're gonna you know try to do something for that just to you know. World is crazy, and I yeah. think people need a little bit of uh, you know something to look forward to. Well, so. and you gotta you gotta keep the media presence up, right? Yeah. Like you get you gotta you gotta do things at special points and times to ensure that the visibility of the activity is still there. Because you can be doing it all day long, but if people don't hear you, don't see yeah. you, like you guys have a couple um, folks, or at least one person, name starts with J. Jaleesa. There you go. Um, that that's constantly sharing stuff to the group and making sure that uh, that it's visible there. And I'm sure they're doing the same stuff in a hundred different other places yeah. online. So you know that's a that's a kudos to to all those folks kind of in there and moving that. So uh, back to back to main main story here. So you guys get to Carbondale, mom and dad buy the restaurant uh-huh. and. Is the rest history, or is there more? I'm not sure where you're going with that question. I, 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 I'm, just, I'm just asking an open-ended question. I mean, like, you, yeah. know, you know, from from then to now, I mean, shucks, there there's there's yeah, been you the know, you know the initial iteration of the restaurant, uh, and then you know you and Jeff getting older and getting more involved in the business, the move of the business from its current location to where it is now. Like, there's there's a you know, there's some story behind it. I mean, yeah. you guys have been in business for nearly 30 years yeah, now. Yeah, I think 93. It's 2020. So, yeah. So we're we're almost uh almost at 30. So, <laughs> yeah. And that and that's 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 crazy to think we've been here that long. But yeah, you know, we've gone through you know, just different phases. You know, we've. I think I, I really pushed you know to for you know, online ordering point of sale so we can hire locals to work mm-hmm. that's where you guys all came along yeah <laughs> mike and you well no mike had no hand, mike mike's he, the white guy that a, could do all the chinese yeah he had a handwrite uh you know all the characters mm-hmm. and it looked like a kindergarten kid did it you know <laughs> we still tease him he knows we, we tease him to his face so he hey knows. he still he still remembers like i multiple conversations when we talk and it's like and i still remember how to write this dish and that dish and that dish and but yeah, and then uh, you know, so we, we moved to a new location. I think four years ago, mm-hmm. five years ago. Yeah, so um, you know, I think it, yeah, I think uh, I run the outside purely now. Mom is you know, she's pretty much semi-retired. Yeah, she makes sure we don't burn the store down. You know, how like, often does mom check in on the store? Like like once twice a week, she'll pop in. Okay, and, All right. yeah, so drop food off to dad or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, she and, and we, we you know I keep her kind of up to date on the comings and goings and whatnot but uh you know plus we have you know, we have good staff at the restaurant i don't you know like i'm here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the store is not in danger right. <laughs> and then jeff runs the back so and dad's getting kind of old you know older so you know i would like for him to work a little less to kind of you know because he's, he's been at it since i mean 
Uh, he was born. <laughs> yeah, pr- pr- pretty much. Like uh, you know, back in Taiwan, my grandpa, my d- you know, dad, they would uh, they would work the boats. You know, they they worked on boats. They did um, it's like an old school Asian like a transport. It's like a barge, uh-huh. but on a piece of wood. Yeah. Uh, so they would load you know, you know, cargo on this board, and they would just run it down river and whatnot. So that him. And they and they watch boats when you know the weather was bad. So Dad's been working since he was maybe like five or six. You know, uh, he didn't go to school at all. Mm-hmm. He's uneducated, and for him to run a great restaurant to know that's that's part of the, that's that's the hard thing. I'll, I'll ask Dad like, so what's the cost of this dish? Like I'm trying to figure out cost of goods and things, mm-hmm. and he can't tell me because yeah. it's all in his head. <laughs> 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 and and to me that's that's impressive, you know. Yeah. Uh, that you know he's never went to school, but through hard work and you know just putting your nose to the grind, you know that you know you have a successful restaurant. So, but yeah, and he he's been working. You know the days that he has off, he doesn't know he doesn't know what to do with himself. Yeah. So so that's that's one thing I really want to push for. You can only peel so many oranges and drink so much Crown Royal. He doesn't really drink any much. Okay. So he quit smoking too. Good. You didn't know. Good. Um. How long has that been? Uh. It was, uh, I think, almost a year, maybe. Great. Yeah, it, it's six months. Uh, it, it was funny. We went to see a, a doctor for his foot because he's got bad varicose veins uh-huh. from you know being his on his feet. Yeah. Well, him and Jeff. Yeah. I mean, Jeff's got it too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just from probably too much information. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it, it's a working man's thing. You know, yeah. you uh, you're on your feet 13, 14 hours a day, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get stuff like that. You know, you're gonna wear your knees out. You're gonna get varicose veins from just not having proper circulation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was funny. It was an Asian doctor. And he told, <laughs> this is actually a really funny story. Yeah, we can get no, into it tell it. I'm, I'm so, all about it, man. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's an Asian doctor. I won't say the name just because, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but I, I told my brother, I was like, hey, like, who's this doctor? I don't know who he is. And, and Jeff is like, it's you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So this, uh, this doctor, he's, you know, of Asian descent. He speaks Mandarin. Uh-huh. But he's, he, he speaks conversational Mandarin like, like I do. Uh-huh. So it was very weird because he was, you know, he was kind of a, a a heavier guy, you know, and short hair, and it was like a smart version of me, you know, in, in a way. And then, uh, so it was funny because I, I because I didn't go to school in Taiwan, like you know, I didn't graduate high school or college in Taiwan, mm-hmm. so I didn't really, so I, I don't, I don't have that educational. I can do conversational Mandarin, but I can't uh-huh. do like technical Mandarin. And he had a similar background. So we would both kind of try to figure out how to say a certain term in Mandarin. Uh-huh. And then so we, we both had, like, the same roadblock. And and then so we kind of helped each other, or I felt at least, that we helped each other finish the Mandarin sentence, uh-huh. you know, because uh-huh. he, he knew how to say it conversationally. But when it came to certain terms, he, he would kind of pause a bit. And then uh, so he told Dad in Mandarin, like, if you don't quit smoking, you're going to die. Or yeah. I think he said you're going to lose your legs. <laughs> and that's all it took. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wish we'd have found an, an Asian doctor or a Chinese doctor years ago. Yeah. <laughs> to just say it. Yeah. You're, the you're way that lose it needed to be said for him. Yeah. L- literally, the next day he quit, and I'm like, <laughs> after years of me hounding him to quit, <laughs> one Chinese doctor to say you're gonna lose your legs. Okay. Well, you know. One Chinese doctor that looked and sounded an awful lot like his youngest son. Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
And the fact that that man's just got such sheer willpower that he's like, well, I mean, the man who's probably been smoking since he was 10 years old or probably, whatever, yeah. you know, <laughs> that, that after that after 60 plus years of smoking is just like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, they, you know, I, I'm always looking like, is he going to sneak one out when he's outside? And he doesn't. So, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm surprised, but I'm pleasantly surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, the man's trying to live, and eventually he gets to enjoy himself. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, my God. That's wonderful, man. I, I, I love that. I, I love, I mean, just, just that man. I mean, and I, and I know he, you know eventually has developed his feelings of me over the years is <laughs> more of a pain in the ass than anything. Um, but you know, I mean, he's a, he's an inspiring individual to have watched work and to do all that. And then, you know, mom on the other side of things, right. I mean, she's <laughs> somebody that gets how to not put up with shit in the service <laughs> industry. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> oh come on she's never gonna watch the podcast <laughs> nope. but other people might and they're like oh i saw your son talk about you and she'll want to look and nope we're not we're not doing that okay all right i'm not too old to get my butt whooped i i, I <laughs> yes i understand that i understand that completely i'm, I'm gonna get I've, a sandal to the face i've i've been there <laughs> i'm on the inside will you don't have to tell me twice <laughs> um but no, I mean that, and that was always that was always an interesting thing, uh, even even <coughs> before being uh, a a Nukahala employee, um, being a Nukahala customer, and you know your mom or Cornelius or whoever, right, bring out food, and if you didn't have your ticket, and if you couldn't verify, and like have that minimal ten second exchange with them so that they could do their job, yeah. right. Get the hell out of the way, man! <laughs> like, what are you doing? You know, taking no food. <laughs> that's a that's a philosophy, you know, of of checks and balances, yeah, and discipline that, you know, arguably I think is is prevalent in the entirety of the business. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but and you know, like if you come to the restaurant now, it's it's a different it's a different atmosphere. Mm -hmm. You know, we kind of, you know, we, we kind of. I don't know, modernized that a little bit. Mm -hmm. So we're not we're not as harsh. I mean, if you, you know, if you if you cuss at my staff, gloves come off. Well, <laughs> <laughs> other than that, you know, so we we don't, you know, we don't chide the customer with as as you know, we we've, we've done some changes yeah. to kind of make sure that, you know, you know, times are tough. So we're trying to, you know, retain customers to make them happy to make sure they come back. So <laughs> you guys are being you guys are being nicer before the pandemic anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, OK, here's can, can we talk about not not uncle who had all the restaurants, uncle, but uncle who used to also be on the boats, uncle. Um, also in the boats, uncle. Oh, well, I don't I don't think. I don't think he really was on the boats. You mean oh, like back right. home? You mean like back in Taiwan? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. You mean you mean mama's brother? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he was. I don't. I don't. I, don't, okay. I, don't, I, I guess I, I thought there was an interesting story there as well, really. but that may have also been my misunderstanding too. So Maybe. no worries. So I mean, I mean, <laughs> the, you know, he didn't speak English, so he really couldn't tell you, you know, or uh -huh. correct you. <laughs> Who? God, I I feel like one time after work. At some point, he was like, come over for beers or something like something very like minimal in communication. 
I feel like I I would like went to his apartment because he lived like over right off right off of college college, East college yeah like in those brick apartments or yeah, something yeah yeah, yeah. five five yeah. sixteen five something five ten <laughs> I think it was just interesting I mean he was al- he was always really uh, like you know the the nonverbal communication aspects of working with folks in a multilingual kitchen where there is that uh, you know language gap that some of the funny things and just some of the physical communications and stuff that that go on that make it you know more tolerable work yeah. environment i mean even even like that you know he he doesn't under, he can't he can't really speak you know full sentences but he can he can, he'll, he can let you know what he's talking about yeah. and you know he you know and i think if you've been there more than like a year and a half you, you pick up on it you yeah. know well, then, I mean, it, does he does he still retain any of the kitchen Spanish from back in the day? A little bit, a little uh, bit, yeah. So you know, he'll he he'll say phrases, and I'm like, Dad, he doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> he speaks English. <laughs> I don't think he speaks Spanish at all. Oh, uh, that's phenomenal. That's but you know phenomenal. that that's where the restaurant culture, you know, I mean, in in the thing in largest in the larger cities, it's usually, you know, Hispanics and Hispanics and Asians, you know, working in the kitchen. So. You know, it's it's. I think uh, even like when I was when we were in New York, or you know, Mom had a restaurant in Michigan as well, uh-huh. and it was mostly Hispanic guys working in the kitchen. So that's what we kind of grew up with. So just all kind of came together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what um, when when did you guys spend time in Michigan? Was that like a that was pre that was pre New York. So I was born in Flushing, New York, okay. and then. Uh, we mo- I moved back to Taiwan because mom then wanted me to get a, a proper education. And then I think when I was maybe like, when I, when I was a little bit, I, I don't I don't remember what, how, how old, we moved to Michigan because mom and dad opened their first restaurant with some relatives there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got shafted in that endeavor. We'll just leave it at that. Okay, I, I think I think that was one of the other stories that I was looking yeah. for as well. But we'll leave it at that. Gotcha. Uh, uh, so they, you know, they had a, they pretty much lost their life savings there, mm-hmm. and then moved to New York, to kind of you know make money and save money, and then we we're able to move here. So yeah, Warren, Michigan. In case anybody's wondering, do what Warren, Michigan. Warren, yeah, Michigan. Uh, Eight Mile Road, right, right, right in front of the restaurant. So, oh, so this is like around Detroit. Yeah, area. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I think maybe like 20 minutes from oh Detroit. Man. I could only imagine a William Lowe if he was a Detroit kid instead of a New York kid. I don't know. I was, I was too young. I just – I remember the restaurants out there more than anything else. Mm-hmm. I remember n- across from the restaurant there was a National Guard armory because they had two huge tanks, just like old, you know, just like a display. Yeah. And it was very cool. As a, as a young kid, like, oh, those tanks. And, there was, <laughs> and then uh, there was a place called Capers. It will forever be in my mind because it's an old. It's like if PKs, if PKs had steak that was freshly sliced to the ounce, that would be this place. It's called Capers, and it's and it's it's a bar through yeah. and through. It's dirty, it's dingy, it's dark. There was like semi. Great steak though. What? Great steak though. Oh yeah, like phenomenal <laughs> steak and mushrooms and I mean I didn't drink obviously I was yeah. like little. But you can get you like, weren't Jeff. No, sorry. <laughs> you can get tall boys of beer with your steak for cheap, and you, there's a little serving window. You look in there, and there's a guy just slicing the steak to the ounce, and that is like that's 
I always remember that place. It's still open. I still I still like Facebook, you know, Google <laughs> stalk that restaurant in case I'm ever over there. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm gonna go there. <laughs> uh, well, when you when you've got your own Food Network show, you can like yeah, plan yeah, all yeah. these different things out. And I'll I'll tip my hair, you know, a little bit. You know. <laughs> Hey, people give people talk crap about Guy Fieri, but he has changed millions of lives. You know, it's like I, I want to be that. I want to be Guy Fieri. You know, just he he's changed. He's done so much for these mom and pop restaurants yeah. no one hears of, and then now there's people that go and look at where he's been, and then they'll you know they'll look for what to eat, mm-hmm. and they they use him as kind of like a beacon. Oh, I want to go here. I want to go here. And before him, these little restaurants wouldn't be on anybody's radar. So, yeah, I uh, no bowling ball shirt or bowling shirt or whatever. You call that, he so. rolls really well with the punches too. Like he fully embraces who he is. Yeah, and just lets it hang out there. And then like, cool. He's he's one of those memeable people on the internet. Yeah, you know, and and, and I think he knows it. You know, and he's just like whatever. You know, but I think he's done so much for charity, and he's. He feeds, you know, I think, you know, during different, you know, natural disasters and whatnot, mm-hmm. he's on the front lines feeding people. So I'm like, you, the Internet can give him crap, but I will still, I still think he's a good guy. <laughs> Stand by, Guy Fieri. Yeah. Stand by, Guy Fieri. <laughs> the rallying call this country needs right now. <laughs> no, man, I, no, I, I dig it. I mean, and, and listen, anybody that's out there that doesn't, that pretends in public like they don't like diners, drive-ins, and dives. You're a liar and you're an asshole. Yeah, like, I guess you know. It's a good. It's 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 all fun. Like, yeah. it, and it's like the like one of the first like really properly notable like Food Network shows or food shows in general that you know people people still to this day like reference. Yeah. You know, people are people aren't talking about Emerald Lagasse still, right? Alton Brown is still in and out, but people aren't, you know, really into good eats yeah. uh, as this as this viral trend. And even like all the stuff that's come along in the meantime, that's kind of been, uh, you know, a a um, you know a similar remake of what he's done. Nothing has stuck. No, you know. So, but that has. Do yeah. they still make new episodes of that? I think so. I mean, um, uh, I mean, not in COVID times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I I'm I don't have cable TV anymore. But I still stuff stuff on YouTube and whatnot, and I yeah. still watch it, you know. So nice. Yeah. How do you guys like the new house? It's good. I like it. It's uh, more usable space. You know, it's quiet. We're at the end of a street, so there's no cross traffic, nothing. So <laughs> I like it. Wife likes it. Dogs like it. You know, it's all that matters. Everybody Cats can. like it. Yep. Good. Good. I mean, that other house is just the the street was too busy. Yeah, it was very busy. <laughs> It'd be like two in the morning, and there would be thumping country music like not even good country music i don't nothing against country music no. but it's like that new garbage country hip-hop yeah yeah not and even then, good hip-hop no. and, and then and you know they would just fly by and i'm like at least entertain me with better music you know right. <laughs> if you're gonna wake me up at least do better music uh, <laughs> if you're gonna st- if you're gonna steal my catalytic converter yeah at least <laughs> yeah I'm I'm still upset that I, I didn't see that. How would you have known? I have two dogs. They're supposed to be flying out the window, chomping whoever's arm is. But if but my if somebody's out there just tweaking at four in the morning, like yeah. gotta get the sawzall, 
Yeah, I wouldn't hold the dogs too liable for it. Yeah, they, you know, and who knows? I mean, shucks, they could have done it in the middle of the day. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what people who steal catalytic converters operate like. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something that I understand or have insight into. Yeah, yeah, I don't have that mentality of <laughs> hmm. When's when's optimal time for for thievery? <laughs> I wonder if they had any. I wonder if they had any copper wire in the in the AC on the side of the house too. Let's get it all while we're here. Uh, no, that's silly, silly. People are gonna be like, "What are you guys talking about?" It's like, yeah. oh, it's part of the mystery. No, you don't get to know what we're talking about. You get to just like be along for the ride. You know that it's that we're close enough that uh, you know a catalyt- an inside catalytic converter theft joke makes yeah, sense to yeah. us and a handful of other people yeah I, I, you know if you if you're on facebook with me then you know i i i'm very vocal about griping about things that i feel like are injustices and that's one of them <laughs> so. yeah no i mean you know i it's you know it's it's a very minor injustice compared to what's going on in the world so you know Ooh, oh will's getting deep on this shit now <laughs> Um, I, I don't want to be like, oh, the world revolves around me, because it clearly doesn't. So I wanted to clear that. I wanted to clear that up. Yeah, you know? I mean, some of the world revolves around you, though. A little bit. A little, yeah, bit. little bit. A little bit. <laughs> was the um, was the first time you were in the like in the media, like quoted or like talked to anybody reporter wise? The time that that you landed in CNN on that CNN article. <laughs> Like, had you done any sort yeah. of news interactions before? Uh, I mean, that? like, if we're going way back, I think in middle school, I did a, a accelerated reader. And then uh, I was, like, the first person at Lincoln Junior High. It's not Carbonell Middle School. It's Lincoln, Lincoln Junior, Junior High. High. Uh, I think I was first to, like, reach this thing where you were principal for a day. And I remember, uh, you know, being principal for a day. I think it was... Uh, I think it was Dr. Barnett was principal, I want to say. And uh-huh. I remember I probably have the old VHS at home, you know, somewhere where I, like, recorded the, you know. Are you serious? Yeah. There's an old videotape yeah. of William Lowe being of, principal of me, for a day? Of me just walking down the, the hallway. I think the two things I remember is walking down the hallway, acting like I was something important, and also. Haven't stopped to this day. Very uh, good. There's a math teacher. Mr. Beasley, he had like a a some sort of snake, ball python, uh-huh. anaconda. You were like, give me that snake, it it's mine now. No, so yeah, so he brought it out to show me, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> Danger noodle. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh my God. I've just got this vision in my head of like you with this crown on your head and a staff and this like flowy red cape and just this. Like you were king principal for a day. It's, I don't it's know the that. funniest thing in my head right I think, now. I think you took a leap of imagination. I there. took <laughs> the biggest leap of imagination that I could possibly. All the liberties were mine. No, okay. So that time, any any other time? Did, were you ever were you ever on the TV for the restaurant before? Had nope. you ever talked to the newspaper? Nope. Like, I don't think so. Not that I can remember. So what's it like now? Constantly being on the news, in the paper, have, you know, on Facebook videos with people doing dumbass podcasts with your old friends. <laughs> like what 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 is that like going from nothing of that in your life to all of that all of the time in your life? 
I mean, the, the novelty is worn off, definitely. <laughs> you know, and, and, and before, you know, it was like, ooh, you know, TV3 is coming. You know, now it's just kind of like, can we guys can we handle it if I talk to them for like fifteen minutes? Are you guys are you guys cool with this? And then the rest of the guys were kind of like, oh, you know, sure, you know. So so now it's just like, oh, it's just all the time. Mm-hmm. So you know, we still get calls at uh, you know, but now now it's to the point where, I mean, fortunately at the restaurant, you know, we we haven't been doing dine in, so we're not impacted as much. So mm-hmm. now when I get calls, I'm usually like, hey, like just so you know. I would like you guys to spotlight another business that, you know, because yeah. I, I don't need the publicity. I mean, more business is always good. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say no to more business, but, you know, there's other restaurants in town that are struggling mm-hmm. that, you know, that are restaurants, full service, you know, their food doesn't translate well to, you know, like a styrofoam to go box. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, so I've been kind of pushing them that direction just to, you know, but, you know, I'm, I'm so happy to chit-chat in front, you know. It, it's I'm a lot more comfortable. I remember that I, I think I wish I could look for the very first video because it was like, oh. oh. I'm sure it's out there and easy enough. To yeah, find. I, I, I'm I, sure. I, I feel like I remember stuff from a couple of years ago that, like, you were you were much more stiff. Oh, and like, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I remember someone on, on Facebook, like, I think they were – they were making fun of me or something, like in a lighthearted way uh-huh. of me saying like uh uh lock. It was like eight in the morning, yeah, and I'm just like not awake yet, and I, I don't I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like uh yeah, this sucks. Yeah, you know, support restaurants. Woo, you know. It's so funny to me now because five years ago I had a personal relationship with damn near every street beat reporter from television newspaper to whatever. Like there was something there. You know, working with TV stations, whatever. And, like, now I feel like, oh, crap, um, we've cycled out of all of the reporters, the TV stations, and a lot of other places that I've known. And now I just know them by the virtue of them all being in my Facebook group. Yeah. It's like every time I see one, I'm like, oh, cool, great. And then every time I see a news article out there, every time I see, like, a, a piece released from TV3 that's like this, this, and that happened, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You guys are paying attention to the group. That's all it took. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I mean, that's not a bad thing. Uh, no. I have noticed that even on the East page, we'll have something. I think Harold's Chicken's a great example. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I, I shared that Harold's Chicken is, you know, they're opening next to the that restaurant. That shit went bonkers. It did, it did. And, and then, did you give uh, them permission to use your picture? Because uh, I'm pretty sure they used your picture. Maybe I don't know. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, but the, I, I was just curious to know. Like, yeah, I, I, re- I recall it being like the picture you took being the news article picture. I was pretty. And sure. then uh, yeah, and then they, they got a hold of him, and then they you know they made a story. I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. I guess I, I'm glad I had that influence. I can you know get news teams to come out and you know do little things like that, which was just cool. I mean, yeah. it helps restaurants. It helps we help each other. So you know, whatever. Well, it makes it easier on a reporter, right? At the yeah, end of the day, yeah, like yeah. the more work that you can do for a reporter, the less work they have to do, the more likely you are to get that story. Yeah, yeah. Like so. that's that's all there is to it. Like, okay, cool. You're bringing this nice package to me. You're giving me who to talk to, what the topic should be. Like you're you're framing the news story for me, so I don't have to go out and spend an extra half hour to an hour running this through the paces. Like, yeah, thanks. And, and it's local stuff. It's yeah. you know, it's it's stuff that people want to hear and see and know. You know. Well, and it's fun, you know. I'm I'm bummed like Logan Gay, like she just left and went back to Indianapolis, and like it's now. So now we're due for, you know, we'll be due for another. Uh, oh, did Logan leave? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like yeah. she 
Oh, she, she just posted that like two or three days ago. Oh yeah, she was real nice. Uh, there yeah. was another lady who left too. I think Brittany. she's out in yeah, yep, she's Brittany in California Houston. now. You know, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't know her, know her, but I've talked with her once, maybe twice. Uh-huh. But you know, it's it's those connections, you know. But the, yeah, I, I think she left too. I think, unfortunately, you know, Carbonell is like a stepping stone. Well, this the the whole the whole DMA, and I and I was talking to this with um, uh, I don't know if it was with Tree Song or with John Pollitz. Pollitz, Paul, I've already butchered his name. It's not mm-hmm. even, anyway. Uh, was talking to one of these guys about this um, in one of the previous podcasts, and it's like our you know our DMA is a very unique DMA, rural but large. Why are, why aren't we eating like hot wings while we're doing this, so, Nathan? Yeah, I've I've thought about the food components to it. Doug has been ducking me on like doing the podcast for a couple weeks now, um, and he's gonna like bring in a bunch of sweets, and we're just gonna like Doug shout. from Keepers Quarters. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so you're saying someone could talk Doug into filming a parody cooking show in his restaurant, but you can't talk him into... No, I've talked to him. He's agreed to it. No, he's not trying to duck me. He's just been busy, man. And every time we try and link up, it's like, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Like, you know, oh, I've got a car full of plants that I got to go put into the restaurant, which arguably he did have, like, two cars You need to entice him with beer or something. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, other – anyway, so the <laughs> – and um, no, so so he uh, he's going to bring in – when we're just going to, like, chow on sweets. Like, that's the plan is to just, like, eat a bunch of stuff and talk. I, st- I still think spicy food's where it's at. I mean, no, I, I, I agree. Spicy food's where it's at, but it's it also not, – Not really, no. I, 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 the Death Nut Challenge – Say it for the record. I don't record. think we did that right. I don't. No, 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 no. And, and I'm, I'm glad. I, and we, we knew, we <laughs> knew that we didn't play it by the book. Okay, like by the right. book, you had to eat all the nuts in the package in that in that compartment. Uh, you couldn't drink. But no, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not about that. And just for the record, after doing that challenge, my bowel movement was not right for like a week. I was worried. I was like. <laughs> If week two, if it's still not normal, I'm going to go see a doctor. And I'm going to be like, oh, what happened? Oh, I ate some really spicy nuts on camera, you know? <laughs> and and I'm sure the doctor would shame me. Or I don't think he would shame me. My doctor is really nice. Yeah. But I think he would just be like, you need to make better life choices. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the tough part about this for, for me is like, okay, so spicy, right? And it, it, you don't – because one of those popular shows on the internet being – hot ones it's like anything spicy that's spicy conversation challenge whatever related is always going to get compared back to yeah. that and it's like okay well how do you how do you manage not being a ripoff how do you be how you be unique yeah yeah and it. and there's like there but there's not a bunch of other types of foods that have the same lingering effect that spicy foods do you can't eat something sour and it like really you know be able to occupy the you, feeling you, of sourness you, you occupying could do that mystery jelly bean thing no yeah no. do it you, you don't want you don't want to interview somebody and get dirty socks in your mouth you know randomly have you done it before i've not so you it's jelly beans that you eat and then they could taste like grass boogers spice dirty socks dirt and it's random you don't know what it is yeah Idea. Yeah, so but <laughs> so I think but the key to the spicy stuff being successful is that you take a bite of something and then that spiciness lingers. Yeah. Right? And it, and it and the building up the issue with something that has an odd flavor 
with something that is sour, with something that is, uh, you know, even even just a mass of food. None of this stuff lingers, <clears throat> right? The spice works because it, without having to do all the extra work, you can take a bite of something spicy and you can feel that for the next 10 minutes. Yeah. And that can occupy the content space as a feeling accompanying the conversation. And so if you, if you, what I'm saying is there, there's just nothing as good as being spicy out there. Yeah. And the spicy category has already been cornered. It, yeah. It's like, how do you break through on that? How do you become the next viral hit sensation spicy show on the internet? Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. You, know, you have to be unique. You gotta, you know, you gotta kind of pave your own way there without being rip off. So yeah, I get it. And chicken wings too, man. I mean, it's chicken wings or vegan wings or whatever. Like, it's all super easy to yeah. do that stuff. Even if you did do spice, well, what would your other spicy thing be? Would your other spicy thing be uh, what other small dishes that you can eat in increment bites? Because it's not as entertaining if somebody's just going to sit there and eat the same bowl of noodles that's spicy over and over again. There's nothing. I'm not like, oh, oh my gosh, they're eating the super. Oh, he's going to take another bite of the super spicy noodles again. Woohoo! Like. Do I don't know. I don't know. I'll think about it. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know now, Will. I want to know now. Um, you know, uh, but I, it's yeah. I, I I really do wonder like what are the other is there, and and the gross out factor as well because the gross out factor. People can work through spice. People don't necessarily work through gross. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. Um, I can't watch those mukbang videos because that to me that's the just what videos the, the mukbang or muk however you want to pronounce it it's like a, it's like a Korean viral thing where they eat where like tiny people that are like they eat tiny people no 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 <laughs> there they are so every mukbang video that I've tried to watch usually is a little Korean lady or a little Korean man that is maybe 120 pounds eating this giant bowl of noodles in front of a, a camera. And that's 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 the thing. Oh, and, so and that's like a mass amount of food. Type yeah, it is a huge amount of food. I mean, I eat a lot, but I don't think I could touch that. <laughs> but yeah, and it's it's always these very petite people, and they just put away all this food. Yeah, it's it's called like mukbang, and then they kind of chit chat. So they're pretty much they're your dinner companion. Uh -huh. You're watching them eat, and you're probably eating something too. You know, normally if you're. That consuming is, media. That is the know. saddest, most 2020 thing I can think of right now. I, I think it's been around for years. I've, so. Oh, God. Well, I'm, How I'm, have you not I, heard of that? I, I don't know, man. When you started talking, I was thinking, like, the the Balgrat or whatever, the the half-developed Oh, the Balut. 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 Thank yeah, you. Yeah, nope. Uh, I'll eat thousand-year-old eggs all day, but I won't do oh, what's the Oh, what's the thing, the chew thing? Oh, God. The, 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 the betel nut? Huh? Yeah, it's called, it's called, like, a betel nut. Or betel nut, betel nut, uh -huh. and it it it's this it's like chewing tobacco, but it's like natural, and it's uh, they they crack this nut and they put this herb thing thingamajig in there, they wrap it in like leaves, and then you just chew it, and then it makes your mouth look red, and then people spit it on the sidewalks in Taiwan, so it literally looks like. People are just dying and puking blood everywhere. It's the most disgusting thing, <laughs> but people in Taiwan do it. And then I don't know if it's still I don't know if it's still a thing. I, I'm pretty sure it's still a thing. Uh -huh. Like the last time I went back, which was years ago, yeah. probably they, not a thing now because coronavirus. But before, <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure it's still a thing. They, so so every street corner would have these little stands, and they uh -huh. would sell this called bed on that thing, and you get a box of it for you know cheap. 
and then the last time I went, they they the industry upped their game, so they had women in bikinis sell those, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So you literally had women scantily clad in a little street plexiglass thing and you'd pull up next to them okay no, and say, say the name of the thing one more time a betel nut i think it's like b-e-t-e-l hey, that, that'd be the betel nut box man I, okay. I guess yeah so so they would they would like you know you pull up next to the little stand and they the, the lady would hop off the little stool she's sitting on and walk over and sell you betel nut and like you know scantily cut outfit did you ever try this stuff i no, forget if you had said no, you had ever given no, it a run no 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 i'm not I'm good. Uh, apparently, like you know, it's it's very like euphoric and it kind of warms your body. Mm-hmm. But I no, this does not. You know, <laughs> just having a mouthful of red. It's like if I was to dye ginger red, and I would just chew on it. That's Ooh, that's okay. what it reminds yeah, me. Yeah, of. yeah, 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 yeah. That, I don't, that's a very. You know, no, you know. Maybe I, that's maybe that's the ooh, maybe something like the like a ginger flavor that's somewhere between like pungent and spicy and like all these different things that make ginger ginger. Maybe there's something there with a food challenge. So th- there's know. a funny story, especially to Mike earlier. Uh-huh. So I went I went to Mike's uh, you know, family for I think it was like dinner or lunch or something one time. And his mother offered me like candied ginger. Uh-huh. Never had it before. I'm like, sure, you know, try everything twice is what I say. <laughs> so, so she gave it to me, and I tried it, and I bit into it, and it was very clear on my face that I did not like it at all. I hated it, but I was too polite to like spit it out. <laughs> so I, so I was like very slowly, like just trying to chew on it to, you know. And then she looks at me. She goes, "Well, you know, if you don't like it, you can spit it out, right?" I'm like, are you sure? You know, I don't want to be rude. <laughs> <laughs> so no, yeah. So no, yeah, yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. Not appealing to me. <laughs> <laughs> not, not for, not for Will. No, I, I really, I really do feel like something there, like something along the lines of, you know, just pungent, pungent roots. Different types of herbs that have lingering. If you can get durian. What what durian? Durian is that uh that fruit that's I think native to like Singapore or Malaysia. Uh-huh. It's like banned in airports, hotels, public places. Oh shit! Because it smells like garbage. Yeah, no, that goes back to the grossness that I'm yeah. not trying. to But get it into. smells like garbage. Oh, but but it, but it tastes. Like but it tastes supposedly it tastes good. I've never been able to get over the whole. I've never been able to get over, get over the smell, but <laughs> but people love it, you know. But I'm like. But yeah, yeah. Is it so. like this larger, weird, like black yeah, and white pineapple-looking like thing? Yeah, it's like a bigger than a pineapple. Okay. So yeah. Huh. That's interesting. I think you're going to get it frozen anyways. I don't think it stinks if it's frozen. So probably not. <laughs> uh. No, now I'm like trying to envision this because I, I feel like I've seen this before, but I just can't. You, you, you need you need an assistant, and you need like a TV. So while we're talking, kind of like the Joe Rogan podcast, they oh, have can, some can dude, I can't think of his name, he'll yeah. pull up some stuff and they'll fact check Man, things. I, I wish, I wish Joe Rogan didn't embrace so many white supremacists. I don't, I'm not a fan of Joe Rogan. I mean, I, so I will, 
I listen to his podcast, but I pick and choose. I really yeah. like his oh, wildlife yeah. ones. Uh, when he's talking about like animals mm-hmm. and uh, he had one episode about coyotes. I have never thought I would be interested in coyotes, but uh, I, I like his wildlife stuff because mm-hmm. that's what, you know, I don't listen to his jujitsu, martial arts stuff. It doesn't appeal to me. But his wildlife stuff is really cool. No, so. I'm, I'm more concerned about his, like, platforming. Of, yeah. Uh, you know, but it, and it, it, to me, one of the bigger issues is the guys like, um, oh, Tim Poole, right? Guys that, that create this air of credibility around yeah. incredible news, right? The, the stuff that he did on Sweden like a couple like several years back to kind of set the stage for what he's doing now. Yeah, and Joe Rogan's like, that. you know what really needs to happen? People need to hear three hours of this guy talking. Millions of people that could easily empathize with this guy's bullshit definitely need to hear his message. And it's like, and then they, they you know they they you know they, they they listen to him and then he appeals to their senses and you know so they gravitate towards that. Yeah. Well, this is a bullshit of, you know, he sells this, the concept of enlightenment, right? Yeah. And, like, he, he's, both, he's both saying, come and get enlightened with me, but also, oh, I don't know shit. I'm just exploring things. It's like, come on, man. You don't get to be both wildly influential and then say, oh, well, I'm just thinking about things. Aren't I allowed to think about things? It's have, like, yeah, you're allowed you, to think ha, about ha, have, things. Have you tried DMT? <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want to try cryo something something with me <laughs> <laughs> that that is all his his show has always included those two statements do you do mt or whatever whatever that's called i don't know uh-huh. what it is i think it's some sort of i think it's like some sort of legal drug maybe or something i don't really know no, the dmt is like DMT, the stuff yeah, that you're you go. oh god now i'm gonna sound like fucking joe rogan <laughs> no man like that's dmt is the stuff that your body releases when you die <laughs> and it's like if you smoke it while you're alive it like takes you on this like trip down this railroad full of like cactuses full of the freshest water you've ever drank. I don't know. Like yeah. the, but no, I, I, yeah. To, to have lived that life. But I mean, it's an interesting going through his stages of development that he's gone through yeah. and getting to where he's at now. It's like, you know, Joe Rogan was just another guy at some point in time, 25 years ago. Yeah. And it's like you put in the grind and you see what pops out on the other end. And somebody could have just as easily said, oh, it's 2004 and I'm the host of Fear Factor and there's the peak of my career. Or, hey, it's 2009 and I'm calling, you know, Ultimate Fighting Championship matches. I'm done there. And then, no, it just, like, kept going. And, you know, I've, like, I, this is, you know, it, I, I will say from a, from a technical standpoint, it's like I, I looked at some of his original stuff, right? The stuff that he filmed seven, eight years ago that looked like it was filmed on a potato with a potato. Yeah. Right. And it just, I was like, oh, fuck, man. This is how Joe Rogan's podcast That's started out. started, yep. Now, seven years, it's here. It's like, all right, man, it's time to flip the switch. Like, there's no excuse now to not yeah. do this. Um, so, who, who do you, I mean, because you're a huge podcast guy. Well, I listen to all kind of podcasts, yeah. What, I mean, what, what drew you into that? I mean, when did you start, like, being a... Oh, I mean, just... I think uh, this is maybe like a year, 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 two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I deliver a lot, so I mean, I deliver two nights a week, and then six hours in the car, just driving around, listening to rock music. And I'm sure you, if you see me fly down your street, it's usually rock music yeah. or something. But I was like, yeah, I love music, but I don't. It's not educational, so I, I started looking into like audiobooks and and podcasts and that's all i do now pretty much you know i think 
I took a break last week. One day I listened to music. I'm like, this feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I listen to like uh, restaurant podcasts, marketing podcasts, management podcasts, you know, some news. Business Wars is really fascinating. What do you feel like it has done for you? I, I think it's just really, you know, it's kind of, I would hope improve my management, you know, uh, you know, interacting with people, you know, managing people and, you know, uh, kind of learning how other restaurants they do, you know, have their processes and systems and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I, I hope that I could, you know, you know, take it and then learn from it and then just make it my own. You know, I, I've also met some, um, you know, podcasters. I, I add them to Facebook and we chit chat every now and then. Mm -hmm. So that, that's been, I've met a lot of people and kind of through their networks, I've added other people and then they, they post marketing things, restaurant marketing things. And that's really helped me grow, I guess, my Facebook. Just yeah. to kind of like, that way my, you know, what I see in my feed is not just getting drunk or so-and-so had a baby, you know, or, or whatever. so-and-so's you know? got a drunk baby. Oh, no. Yeah, 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 you know, or so-and-so, whatever, you know. So that way, Can like. we tell the chopstick story? What chopstick story? The chopstick story of you-know-who being very young. I caught a fly with the chopstick? No, not no? caught the fly with the chopsticks, the whiskey and the chopsticks. Oh, uh, uh, so my grandpa would, <laughs> you know, he, he, he was, he was, he was, he was an alcoholic, pretty much, you All know, right. and he he would dab little ends of chopsticks and whiskey and kind of get my brother drunk, you know. So, <laughs> not you know, I, I'm sure Americans did that back in the day too. Oh yeah, I'm no, sure. I mean, so, I mean uh, isn't that, isn't that like an old American? I mean, like a used teething. To be a yeah, like a, like a you know, if your baby was teething, you know, you would get it drunk and you know your baby would stop crying or yeah. whatever, you know. So Perfect. it's the same thing. Uh, oh, and that's who's running the country now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, so uh, um, sorry, I didn't mean to get off topic there. I just I, I had had that one in the back of my mind. I was like, oh yeah. Um, You've been waiting this whole time. The whole th that uh, was the gonna, whole point you, of this podcast. Gonna, yeah, you, 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 your whole reason to start a podcast. <laughs> you wanted that story for public. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, we haven't even talked about how many times you and Jeff have fired me. That's a <laughs> couple times. Couple times. I think. <laughs> I think we fired you is it like three times. I think? Uh, twi may, may, at least Two? twice, yeah. maybe three times. Yeah. You know, does ghosting count as firing or not? Kind of, kind of not. Or, you know, if you're just on call, I don't know. Neither here yeah. nor there. But <laughs> every time it's just, you know, it's just it's fun. It's fun. And it never right. The, the weird part is it's never. Well, I mean, I wouldn't even say it's weird. Right. It's just it's never impeded on a relationship. Yeah. Right. It's just like, oh, fuck. I'm, like your brother's just like, OK, I'm tired of dealing with Nathan. That's it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, you know, like, I, and, you know, I, I think. You know, I think it's it's just kind of having that line between personal and business. You yeah. know, so you know there there are people that I know there are, there are some of my friends that I wouldn't go to business with, and vice versa. You know, just yeah. because you have to know where the line is at, and some you know sometimes you know you you, sh you shouldn't blur it. You know, yeah. so that's how I feel about that. No, and I and I think you know we've done a good job of of that in our in our own endeavors, and yeah. it. Um, you know, it's I, I think that these interactions that we had over the course of time, uh, you know, wh whether it was you leaving the business or me getting fired or whatever <laughs> it may be, like being involved in this type of stuff where there was like a clear, like, you know, inner inner mixing of, uh, you know, business and personal 
uh, activity, it's like, okay, well, yeah, that kind of lends itself to where we're at now and why even after two years of us still trying to get stuff together and off the ground that, like, we're still just cool yeah, on it, you know. right? And that it's Craig's money, so haha, no. <laughs> 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 mostly, mostly. Oh, um, Wally, uh, I forgot to tell you this. I'll say it on the podcast because now it's just pertinent. Uh, Wally may be interested in the chairs and the, and the bar stools. So oh, here cool. in a couple of weeks, he's going uh, to hit me up. Uh, I when I when I went and got biscuits and gravy on Saturday, I was like, you should take some time to reassess your situation. I even told him I was like, go talk to Doug. I was like, Doug has done nothing but meticulously replan his operations and hone himself for the past couple months until he feels like he's where he wants to be for the rest of his endeavor in this business. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's good because you know you're never gonna, you know, nothing ever works to plan. Yeah, but it's good to kind of have that as an excuse to like figure things out like yep. hey this isn't working i'm gonna take this downtime to you know do other stuff so and entrepreneurship is flexibility right yeah yeah i think i think jason at the printing plant's a really good example of that like the dude's always been changing yeah i mean i, I don't know if he you know like he's i think he's pretty active in tom's place they have a whole marketplace set up in there oh, oh yeah yeah i saw i saw losses yeah yeah and um, then uh I should even him even he, he you need to get lost on your on your on your so your I was podcast. I was gonna ask you about that not and not because I can't reach out he actually just uh, added me on LinkedIn the other day um, but I, I I was thinking about it I was like is loss close enough to that Carbondale community it's like yeah of course he is he, yeah, he's so. in Tom's place in DeSoto like That's he's essentially much Carbondale. <laughs> what, what? It, what did you say That's pretty much Carbondale yeah pretty, yeah, pretty much Carbondale <laughs> Sorry, um, sorry, you sort of folks. <laughs> <laughs> you are one of us. Um, no, so and, and I and I thought you know I, I you know we've we've got all sorts of stuff that we can talk about. Uh, you know, Anderson Yard at uh, at Headman and and the relationship there and um, you know all the cool stuff that they're doing. Um, I've got um, I, I I hit Rob up for Angie's uh, email. Uh, Probably a month or so ago, I just haven't reached out. Oh, to over yet. at uh, Spiel. Yeah, yeah. yeah because I mean, they just moved to Carbon. Yeah, yeah. They're across from the restaurant. Yeah, which is kind of neat, man. Yeah, like, I think that's so. a really cool spot to put in a production studio. I think so. Um, you know, and they they make they make top quality. I mean, Shucks, Rob, uh, and oh god, one of the kids last name Taylor can't remember his first name. Um, uh, dying right now, but he's he's one of the folks that have helped us film the stand-up comedy specials. Rob was our was our you know chief guy on the on those shoots and stuff. It's like I've used her people to to do this uh, this film. Of course, I mean everybody that's in film works freelance. It's not like yeah. you know <laughs> she gets to dictate one way or the other. But I thought you know hey she is she's a notable person. People that are a little bit older are going to remember her from being TV three, uh, you know many years ago. Are, you don't. You don't remember Angie being lead anchor on TV3 with Eden Schultz? I spent my childhood in the restaurant, okay. Nathan. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I'm sorry. Shame on me. You're right. No, you're right. From nine to whatever, I didn't watch TV. Um, what was it like growing up working in the restaurant? It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I'm being, being realistic. I think it's taught me good work ethics, and uh, you know, I mean, I, I know that I could, I could, you know, flourish whatever whatever job I wanted to do. Yeah. Just because you know, I, food service. I think everybody should do food service at least once in their lifetime. It's the most 
it can be the most unrewarding job. People walk all over you. People are just mean and nasty because because they're hungry. You, you know? yeah. You ever had to spray somebody's shit literal off the side of a wall with a garden <laughs> hose down to a center drain? You don't even know how humbling that can be until you'd have to. Yeah, do and and I think you know I, I think everybody should do it. I think everybody should do it at least once for a year in their life. Should yeah. do food service, and and it gives you a whole perspective on life. Don't you know work at food service? It doesn't have to be McDonald's anywhere, you know. But uh, I forgot what we're talking about again. No, man, we're uh, we're actually gonna end the podcast right there because I like <laughs> to end on lessons, and uh, that was a great lesson. Lesson being, if you've not worked food service in your life. You, a, you should treat people who work food service or any sort of service retail um, activity with respect. Uh, but if you uh, are at a point in time in your life where you've got some elasticity to do some food service work and you've not done so already, uh, you should do it because uh, it will make you a better, more well-rounded individual. Uh, will, thank you, sir. Thanks uh, for having me. Thank you all for tuning in for <laughs> Episode 17 of the WTF Carbondale Podcast. And uh, as I've made it into my sign-off, uh, have a good one, whatever that one. Maybe.